This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, Matthew Ford. Oh, and me, John Joel Richardson. This is the podcast where we follow the highs and lows of the FPL team, which are the country's funniest people, and sometimes people check the teams, and sometimes they don't, and sometimes they win anyway, and it's really a lesson in the futility of existence, because sometimes people that try just get defecated on from a great high anyway, and those that do nothing are rewarded by the fact that Everton beat Manchester United and continue to cause doubt to a good team of good people who are trying their best and deserve to be safe. Well, in case, dear listener, you were tuning in wondering who'd won this game week, you wonder no more because I missed the deadline. I totally forgot. You know what? This feels like a very retro episode to me, John. This is like Mm. we're going back to how it used to be at the start of CPFPL when I was clueless and terrible. But the crucial difference is, when I'm terrible now, I win. And I won this week. Only just. You took up... Well, yeah, but it doesn't matter only just, does it? Well, do you know what? I mean, it's delightful for the story, of course. You've done nothing and you've still won. It's funny because, you know, the shape of your team now is better than it was. You know, you could even have had Kane in this week and it would have done you better. I took the brave decision not to captain Mo Salah. That proved to be a mistake. Why did you do that? Just why? Well, I just, I thought, you know, having not learned my lesson against Manchester United earlier in the season where I didn't captain him and he scored a hat-trick, and that is, to this day, why I'm still 100 points off the top. Um, I thought he would be somewhat nullified by Manchester City. I felt like Liverpool had been on a good run, but I felt Manchester City would have a better game than them overall. And I fancied Arsenal to do better than they did. And that was my great mistake, even though, again, not learning from lessons of the podcast. We had Alex Brooker on. He told us never to have faith in Arsenal. And I didn't listen. Okay. It sounds, to be fair, like there was a fair bit of judgment in there. You thought it through. It wasn't just some dozy, thick decision where you were like, oh, I'll just see what happens if I don't captain him. There wasn't an element of, it turns out, appalling judgment, but but judgment in mitigating for you, John, nevertheless. No, there was. I, I did. I thought about I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't spend as much time on the team this week as I have in the past. However, there was definitely a sort of judgment. And I think most Salah, most people agree, most people who look at their teams and give half a toss about FPL on like you dawdling flanners who just let the team roll over, let the coins roll in. 
most of us have noticed that Mo Salah hasn't been on the form. We were absolutely not deluded to the fact that he would return to form. And I think it wasn't a bad decision. It's not like he scored a hat-trick and was amazing. I could have captured numerous other people in my team would have done better. However, 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 riddle me this, right? This is what I don't want to get bogged down in the numbers because there are other FPL podcasts that do that. Ours is merely a battle between me and you and an occasional anecdote about hemorrhoids or being sick in a cop. Yeah. How is it that you had in goal for you the Wolverhampton goalkeeper who conceded a goal and lost? Yeah. His team lost. He conceded a goal. He scored three points. I have up front for me Alan San Maximan, whose team won, as Jesse Marsh would quite rightly put it, to zero, did not concede a goal, and he scores two points. And he ran them ragged. H- how is that fair? Well, it's not about what's fair, is it? It's about the rules, John. Of course, it's about what's fair. Now, I am a may... good man, and I am trying my best. You lean heavily on your bench. I often lean heavily on a bench. I tell you what, today, John. <laughs> oh my word, today. Guess what I had for my lunch? A boost on a bench. No, I had a kebab. Um, it was a Ooh. chicken shish, not donnelly chicken shish. Well, I, I don't. Have you seen? Is it, it called nice. Game Changers? The Netflix. Uh... The Netflix thing, you know, the new wave of, well, I don't want to water the word because I know it riles you up, but vegans. I like vegans. It's We discussed this last week. I, it's I basically specifically am, me. I'm partially vegan. I'm mostly vegan. Oh, you can't claim to be vegan each time you eat a meal that doesn't have meat in it. And you, sir, are a bull****. <laughs> I am Scottish. And you are an awesome. <laughs> I am partially vegan, and I stand by that. And I think if anyone... You can't something... be partially vegan. Well, okay. Do you ever eat meat, John? No. Never? No. You have a routine in your stand-up show about... Oh, listen. Occasion. Oh. You've, you've got a oh. routine that's got a gag in it, but you're not always <laughs> funny. <sighs> oh, you... Well, the people at Brighton actually really disagreed the other night. Oh, here we go. Good. I'm looking for more stories. Now you're, now you're away from Scotland and the SNP routines have uh, stopped causing trouble. What's what's the spiciest routine? Oh, Brian, uh, you've you got to really push to upset people in Brian. If you have a swing at the Greens, maybe. I'm well, Caroline I... Lucas, and you're actually fair in some of the things you say, although I disagree about others. <laughs> you know what? I did... Uh... It was just that Brighton was was just particularly wonderful atmosphere. I got a friend. I got a message off a friend of mine who came to see me at the Berry in Eastleigh. Uh, a friend of mine, Mike, came to the gig and he messaged me afterwards and he said one of the funniest Always important things. to have a good Mike at the gig. Oh, lovely! God, I tell you what, improv. Anyway, he says improv. One of the funniest things was the young woman next to us who every time you gave Corbin a dig gave a moaning little sigh like you just <laughs> run over her cat. <laughs> Oh, how do you imagine that sound? Oh. Oh, it's more feline, I think. He's not saying that she was making the noise of the cat. She was making the noise of the owner whose cat had been... Mm. Fair um, enough. It's good a job good it wasn't point. that um, cat in Doha with a flamethrower because I, um, <laughs> I don't remember that. that thing what, was what noise would that have made? So what is the noise of a cat in Doha with a flamethrower getting run over? <laughs> We've we've lost the flamethrower element. It's like you can only handle two elements. It's like you're on you're on ready, steady, cook, and they've emptied the bag, and you've gone right. Celery, don't like celery. Get rid of that. I'll deal with the other four. <laughs> we asked, of course, for more combos. We've had one in Matthew. You're not going to like it. 
Okay. Uh, this from Philip Booth. Oh, what a nice Have you ever name. been in a Philip Booth? Um, no. No, I don't think I have. I've been in a photo booth. Yeah, well, it sounds like like if he calls himself Phil Booth, it'd be like a cross between a vending machine and a photo booth where snacks crock out and you call it a Phil booth. So yeah. I would suggest this week, mm-hmm. not not to, not to. I mean, I've learned, if, if there's one thing I've learned in my life, you do not presume what Matt Ford can and cannot do an impression of. Thank you very much. I'm guessing now, as an armchair fan, you're going to be leaning heavily on the weapon, not so much on the location, and very little on the animal. Okay, well. Bill Booth says, I would love to hear some improv of a giraffe in Auckland with a crossbow. (laughs) It's such a good feature. Okay, a giraffe in Auckland with a crossbow. You like it? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I mean, for for listeners who, of course, aren't on the uh, Zoom call, you really acted out the the crossbow there. So you pull it back, mm. clip it into the housing, release, and then take the hit into the neck. Yeah, you do have to. Um, it, it, the thing with improv, as any mm. of the great improvisers will tell you, like um, I'm not sure there have been any. Um, but what they will tell you is that you have to inhabit the... And I inhabited the giraffe as well. I, I really did the sort of chewing. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we'll probably edit it down for the podcast. But again, for for people that are listening to the edit, you you, you did chew for half an hour there. Yes, uh, as giraffes are often want to do. Mm. Where's, the, where's, the, uh, where's the New Zealand element coming in? I thought you were going to give it a bloody tallest tree. Something yes, like that. I, I guess. Can I... Do I can I talk as one of these animals? I guess if I can't, if I can, that solves the location problem. If I can't, the location is basically just in. I'm just channeling it on some sort of. I don't see why you couldn't, in the realm of the improv, be a passerby looking at the giraffe. Bloody hell, the giraffe's got a bloody uh, okay crossbow. Okay, shall I? Shall I? Can I? Can I? Can I? You want to go back in? Have another you re-improv. Okay, can you re-improv? I don't think you can re-improv because I think this now becomes a rehearsed piece. Okay, no, but I'm adding right. something else in, aren't I? So it's yeah, okay. Improv. So no longer improv. This is no. the crafted and rehearsed performance of Matt Ford uh, presenting to you a giraffe in Auckland with a crossbow. But it's still improv because the 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 human it's not element, improv because you because the the element has, has been added in. You've added the people, so we've built. Oh, it's improv by. I mean, let's be honest. Let's let's call out the the improvisers of our time. It's improv in the sense that you've done it before and you've had a go at it, and if it works, you're going to keep it on the tour. I mean, do you want to call out the improvisers now? Do you want to say that? I'm happy to go on record saying there is not a single improvised show in the country with improvised material in it. Is that right? I don't know. I'm just mouthing off now. Yeah, glass I like it. I like it when you're edgy and nasty and then you well, beefs. I think there's a big difference between calling out Millwall supporters and calling out comedians who do improv. And I'm happy to do the latter and not the former. Okay. Um, so let's get back yes. into it. The rehearsed, honed, crafted performance of Matt Ford, one of the country's leading impressionists of a giraffe in Auckland with a crossbow. Okay, so this is improv. Oh, I love being at the zoo, don't you, mate? Oh, yeah, I love it. Cool, look at that giraffe. I wonder what he's thinking. 
just chewing away with his big stupid face. <laughs> yeah, I can say whatever I like to it. He's not going to do anything to me. Oh my god, it's lighting up a crossbow. <laughs> you got him right between the eyes, dude. You just got fucking killed by a fucking giraffe or something. Hey, Zooman, my mate just got crossbowed through the face by a giraffe with a crossbow, dude. What? Giraffes can't. I want compensation of 2,000 Krugerrands. I mean, when exactly did Auckland become the capital of South Africa? They were tourists. People visit New Zealand every year. Okay. (laughs) I Um, love this feature. Let's be honest, keep those coming in. Yeah. What's yeah. it called again? What's the I don't called? know what it's called. Has oh, it's it got a name? Animal City Weapon, isn't it, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know where it came from. We have had some suggestions in for what to call the feature where we ask people to give us features. Yeah. Apart from what it should be called, which is a f***ing cheek. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some of them here, John. Barry Abbott, what a great name. Whoa, that's a great... You, not a job in the world you couldn't do with the name Barry Abbott. Barry Abbott. It sounds there's a very like few, yeah. There's very few names where you could be a monk, a brewer of beer, a footballer. I mean, there's nothing you cannot do as a Barry Albert turns up anywhere and he's welcome. Yeah, I, I like to imagine he makes deep-filled beef pies. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Albert's big beef pie. Uh, so he says, good features for a big man. Andrew Slater also says, how about good features for a big man? Oh. Um. Uh, someone called MJ says, uh, came up with what I thought was a cracking feature pump for you last week, but my missus said it was shit and that you wouldn't read it out. <laughs> he says, given the garbage ones you've read out in the past, here goes nothing. <laughs> oh, this is great. Son, young men, of a feature man. I think that's <sighs> Son of a feature man. Do you have to say young men in, in the way you said it for it to work? I'd like to hear it again without the sort of caveated brackets. Ready? Mm-hmm. Son of a feature man. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, and also, he could just be son of a feature man. It, it doesn't even need... What he's added in is also the great uh, football punt. I think he's fantastic, this MJ. And do you, know, do you know why I really like it? I like it because now he can go back to his wife and say, Ah! Yeah. You told me that was shit. And they read it out and they liked it. <laughs> is that what you'd say to your wife? She doesn't engage with anything I do professionally. So the idea that, you know, I'm an, I'm, I, I, it's jealousy of MJ, the fact that his wife clearly either listens to the podcast or engages with any of his thoughts and ideas is something I'm jealous of. I'd say to her, oh, I came up with a great feature for this thing on a podcast. And she'd say, what? And I'd say, I was listening to a podcast. And she'd say, oh, right, when were you doing that? Why weren't you doing something more useful with your time? And I'd say, I'm so sorry. Um, let me... Let me just delete every opinion I've ever had. I love that you would go ah to a to a to a spouse or loved one ah yeah that's I hope he does. I hope it. And do you know what? If he's listening to this, and I assume he will be, I think he. I, I don't want to speak for you, Matthew. I think he has our permission to unprompted go up to his wife and without explaining why he's doing it, just go your shit ah. <laughs> he then and then get back in explain. touch with her response. Oh, yes, yeah. to explain it afterwards, yeah. You're pretty sharpish after that. And don't do it if she's, like, feeding their child or something like that, you know, or, like, driving a bus. Yeah, or chopping. Don't do anything with, oh, like, don't, yeah, nothing with knives, yeah. Or she's carrying a tray of very thin glass. 
don't, 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 don't. Or all those things together. I mean, if she drives a bus full of delicate glassware while feeding her child, let her get in and have a shower, for Christ's sake, MJ. Ah, but yeah, you can tell her. You can say. Maybe we should have a feature yeah. called Ah. <laughs> where you get in touch with us, hello at cpfpl.com, and any time you've been vindicated, let us know. And instead of giving a shout-out, we'll give an ah out in the face mm. of the person that told you you were wrong. Love it. Yeah, sort of. These people have to be told. Well, yes, you know, these claims have to be rebutted. It's absolutely crucial. Obviously, you don't want to do this at the expense of your relationship. I did something today. Have you tried the new dairy milk, caramilk? Uh, No, not vegan. Um, Don't know if I've ever mentioned that. It might be interesting for listeners to know that I'm vegan because I don't think we've discussed it before. Mm. Um, But um, not vegan. And I don't think I ever liked... Uh, Caramax, <gasps> which is what it's based on, is it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, it's it's the um, Cadbury's version. A dairy milk shag de Caramac. And produced caramel. But it doesn't have a dairy milk pull through. It, it, it looks like Caramac. It's just Cadbury's and Caramac. Caramac was made by, I'm going to Google it because it'll do my head in. Otherwise, uh, Caramac, it, I'm guessing Nestle. Barry, um, Barry Abbott. Barry Abbott invented the Caramac. Absolutely believe that. But he'd invent something. It'd be like Barry Abbott's Caramac back. Yeah. It, it, you know, it would be a medical affliction that he had developed. Have you heard about Barry Abbott's Caramac back? He ate so much Caramac, <laughs> he put his back out. Like Kim Jong-un when he ate all that cheese and it shattered his ankles. Um, I want to hear about your opinions on the Caramac. I just want to briefly, just because we're nearing the end of our time together, I just mm. want to check in on you personally about why you're having a full chicken shish kebab for lunch followed by a caramel. Is everything okay, or did you just have a day off and fancy treating yourself? Well, I um, had a couple of drinks last night. Oh, here we go. I've usually got a lot of discipline food-wise, but then I was just like, you know what? I haven't been down that street and had a kebab for literally years, so I'm just going to do it. And then after that, I thought, I really fancy something sweet. And I tell you, John, I spent most of the afternoon in physical turmoil, convinced I was going to vomit wriggling around <laughs> on the city. I had to do a Zoom meeting. Oh, my God. Oh, Pretending that I was fine and that I hadn't just had a whole... Anyway, the caramilk did not belong to me. So then I had to go Ooh. back out. What I do, right, so if I eat my girlfriend's caramilk... Or, like, <laughs> <laughs> or like it's just something in and I eat it. <laughs> then what I do is I don't just replace it, I replace it with double. So she knows, isn't there isn't surely the whole point is that she doesn't know you've eaten it. If she opens the fridge and there's two there, she knows you've had it. I didn't think of that. But what it means is I could go, yes, I did eat your caramel, but now you've got two. So me Eating your stuff is beneficial for you. It, it drives economic growth. It, it, it gives you more caramel. So then, you know, if I ever want your stuff, it, it's almost like what I'm trying to do is, it's almost like a Pavlovian thing. So that when, if I yes, do... Yes, but then she knows anything she gets back that there's two of that you've stolen. So if she gets back and there are, for them. example, two lipsticks and two bras and two pairs of knickers in the drawer, then she knows you've had cheeky times while she's been away. Cheeky times! Matt Ford's cheeky times. <laughs> Barry Abbott's cheeky times. <laughs> oh, what a night that'd be. So, um, but then it's like, oh yeah, because I had your caramel, so now you've got two caramel. So it's like, um, oh, it's like the good news and the bad news. It's the bad news is, 
I ate your caramel. But the good news is you've now got two. I mean, that's just a better world, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. From what I gather of the of the caramel, I don't think I could finish one. So I think the idea of two. <laughs> what she say? <laughs> she said Matt Ford's a Tory. Oh, um, what? Who did that you was a to deep say that? burn. I didn't tell her no. I've, I've I've just arrived. I can only assume either my wife has told her to say that, or she's formed that opinion no. based on her own uh, understanding of your work. She sounds like one of my Twitter tormentors. Listeners to the podcast will be interested to learn that she walked in on me during the recording of last week's podcast. And when I came out of the room I'd been recording and asked me what jack meant. <laughs> and I very quickly tell her that I'd said jackfruit. I think you could have said, oh, jack shit as a footballer. Yeah, do you know, I, uh, you know, I, uh, you I were probably could have done, but I, I took the, well, no, it's just that I take any opportunity I can to push the vegan agenda. And I thought it would be a good conversation about, you know, how you can substitute it for steak and a steak and ale pie. Yeah, but Jack Chit could be a vegan footballer. We could develop a narrative around that. Yes, yes, absolutely. Jack Chit, it's, it's too traditional a name, though. Like Barry Abbott. Barry Abbott. Do you reckon Barry Abbott's a vegan? Barry Abbott ain't a vegan. He hates all that. Barry Abbott's not having that. He makes this deep-filled beef pie. Barry Abbott. Oh, I'd love to meet Barry Abbott. Coming out tonight. Coming out with Barry Abbott. <laughs> Oh, no, that's a mess. Barry Abbott's not coming, is he? Yeah, he's coming. Oh, God. All right, then, I'll see you tomorrow. Stay in a hotel. That's yeah. what That's what the partners of people who go out with Barry Abbott say. Yeah. Do, do you know what? Just don't don't come back tonight, because you'd be stinking a gravy and farting all night. <laughs> you better take two days off work after this, because you're a f***ing state when you've been out with Barry Abbott. <laughs> yeah. You speak differently. Your language is different. <laughs> Um, let me say something that I think you're going to find interesting. Okay. Because it doesn't happen very often. I think mm-hmm. when it when it does, it's worth flagging up. Perhaps we'll have a jingle. John Richardson's interesting statement. Oh, yeah, we should have a jingle for it. In tribute to your victory this week, Yeah, I make you this pledge. <gasps> I am not even going to open the app between now and next week's podcast. I'm going to try and beat you at your own game. <sighs> So I'm not going to look at my team betwixt now and next week's fixtures. Oh, no, I no, I instantly regret this because no. I think I should switch the armband back to Marcella. But I can't. I'm a man of my word. The league is already over. We've had some great suggestions in, by the way, for end-of-season forfeits. I don't know if you've seen them, Matthew. Most of them revolve around you, either naked or in a Derby County kit. Um, You're more likely to get me naked. I'm reading them. I'm filing them. Keep them coming in. Hello at cpfpl.com. You can find us on socials. Um, send them all in. I will. Uh, uh, what I would usually say in this situation, I'll pick the best. I will collate every horrific part of each of them into one horrific mega forfeit like a sort of you know one of those cartoon snowballs rolling down a hill yeah. so that by the end Matt Ford is naked except for a duck in the centre of the city ground singing Derby County songs I'm not going to get naked nope. and, I'm, and I'm not going to do anything regarding Derby okay All right. maybe, maybe Barry Abbott could uh, sort of cook yeah. me into a big pie with my head sticking out the crust and then you just would rather me. be cooked into a pie than do anything related to Derby County you would rather be spliced yeah. and cooked in a pie, pastried. Mm. But then I could eat my way out, can I? I could eat my way out. Not when you've been, not when you've been portioned up, mate. Oh, no, I, I guess what I mean, the pie would be down. around me. I wouldn't, uh, you maybe just plop me in it at the I end. don't mind it. I don't mind the thought of you being cooked into pastry. Would you eat me? Absolutely not. 
No. Why not? And, and not even because I'm vegan, but just because the thought of that makes me feel physically sick. Makes me feel like you in a Zoom meeting with a double Karamak. <laughs> Do you secretly buy your girlfriend two Karamaks because you know you're going to eat another one? And then she's still got one. Oh, Dr. Freud has joined the podcast. Mm. I wonder if that's part of it. I wonder if, I really do wonder, John. Because the thing is with me is I'm very good at saying, right, I'm not eating for the rest of the day and sticking to it. But once that dam breaks, you know what? God, wandering down the street, just nipping into shops, seeing what they had. I thought, if there's anything I see I want, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> I picked up, right, I went into a pasty shop that didn't have anything I wanted. I went into um, Polish... In itself, remarkable. They had something called Hungarian compacted bacon. I actually picked it up. I was so close. It looked like a big chunk of pork belly in cellophane. I don't know what Don't put anything in your body that's got the word compacted on it. Mm. I'll take you there. I reckon you find it quite tasty to look at. I was thinking about having a KFC. I was thinking about having a steak bake. I mean, I did very well to resist. What did I have in the end? I did get myself a little snack. Oh, I got myself an I got myself a Purdy's fizzy drink. So I thought that'll fill me up. No, it won't. Awful. That's the worst choice because you're getting all the calories from the sugar and none of the filling. Oh no. You'd be better with a compacted meat. I had a veggie samosa last night. Oh, lovely. Yes. That is nice. Yes. And then uh, today, just the food rules have just gone out the window. I've, I've been a real old piggy. Um, but obviously, I used to be like that all the time. I just, you know, I was a real fat bastard, and I'd just eat <laughs> all day. Do you remember? I'd just go over to that shop across the road from where we lived. I'd be getting prawn cocktail spirals, drifters. Oh, yeah. Well, we forth. had that night out, didn't we, when even Barry Abbott was saying to you, steady on. <laughs> even Big Baz Abbo was saying, <laughs> you need to slow down, old thing. <laughs> Oh man! I, and then I'd go over there for a Solera, then I come back and be like, "Ooh, I think I fancy a Cornetto now." I mean, we were young and free; it was great, you know. Yeah, um, and we had a treadmill in the front room that we genuinely used. I dropped a ton of weight on that thing, um, but the problem was, you be looking at the shop you were about to waddle over to. Yeah, well, I think that was that was like you know in the in the Looney Tunes cartoons where they put a headband with a sort of carrot on Bugs Bunny's head so he starts running. Yeah, I think looking over it, because we would look over at uh, the brunch cafe where we'd go and have our big uh, fry-ups and we'd be looking at the shop. And I think actually that I was like, right, I can get in there and I can have what I want. And you go in there and go, oh, I've had an email. I've had a tweet, sorry. I've had a, I just checked my Twitter. Someone has tweeted me a picture of a Toby Carver. It looks amazing. It's Justin Heaton. He says, I can't go to Toby Carvery without thinking about Matt Ford being sick in the car park anymore. And he's loaded up his plate. You know what I would like to do, John? Mm. I think I'm ready to go back to the Carvery. Do you know, I drive past that Carvery a lot and I have the opposite feeling. Oh, really? I, I drive past it and I think I, I never want to go there again. Well, that one was very hot. It was very, it was more just the experience, sort of like completing a computer game. I've completed that Toby Carvery. I got to have a nice dinner and watch you Ralph up in four different locations in that car park, including one location where I think you were clearly mistaken for a dogger because you were hunched over in the bushes and I was illuminating you with the headlights <laughs> of the car. I mean, that, that's the perfect Toby Carver experience. Did you have a jelly? Did you have a jelly? Yeah, I bet you did. 
And some ice cream. All right, then. It's going to be a fun old bedtime. She's got. She's full of beans late at night, your daughter. Jean. She's full of sugar, is what she's full of. She's, what she's got a touch of the Fords about her. Really? Still lost for sugar that I sometimes wonder about a paternity test. <laughs> <laughs> While we're discussing forfeits and specifically Toby's, you mm. said you'd reached out to Toby Bevins. Yes. Am I to assume from your silence that he has yet to reach back around? Look, still no word. Look, I'll reach out again to Toby. Uh, I'll get yeah. him back. In He's touch. very busy, isn't he? If you've seen the uh, seen the Q2 campaign they've got uh, going for the uh, to relaunch Muller Rice. Have they? I saw a lad having a Muller Rice in a, in a service station this week. I was really jealous of him. John, I have some news. Yes. I have found Barry Abbott's LinkedIn profile. Often I have to imagine our listeners. Ah. We've, all, we've already, we've already um, channeled Barry to a, to a fair extent. Mm. But where in the country do you think Barry is? Barry Abbott, I want to say he's in the northeast. That's what I want to say. You're not far off. He's in Doncaster. Okay, Donny. Yeah, okay. Well I, can, I believe that, Barry Abbott. Tell me, what do you think he uh, does for a living? Barry Abbott, Barry Abbott. I think it's. I don't think he's based in one location. I think he travels about. I'm not saying he's a sales rep, but he's some sort of regional manager, or so he gets about a bit. Barry Abbott. Right. Just hold on. Be honest and tell me if you've seen this profile. I swear to God, I know nothing of Barry Abbott. <laughs> he owns a travel business. Oh, he literally oh, moves oh, around oh, for a living. Oh, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he owns but club class travel. Club class travel, Doncaster. Nice. Yeah, he's um, basically uh, executive chauffeur. Oh, incredible. Well, I, you know, I've got a hand on heart. It's not what I was imagining. But it's a perfect... I mean, what I said, I can understand. But, I, you know, I'm picturing Barry stood by a car on his, on his LinkedIn picture in a suit. I'll tell you what he looks like. He looks like a very kind man. He's got a very sweet... Oh, okay. Um, he's uh, lovely skin, very smooth skin, uh, wears glasses, a kind smile. Um, and he's bald. What do you think he does in his spare time? Oh, Barry Abbott. He's into mm. F1. Not a bad guess because of the cars. It's mm-hmm. all that is sport. It says uh, spare time dedicated to local sport at AFC Bentley. Oh, okay. Oh, again, a car link. Car link, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long has he been involved in youth football for? Oh, 17 years. Close, 15. You're doing very well. <laughs> uh, his final line is three words. He is a big something lover. <laughs> <laughs> Harry. What is he? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a big. Mm, I, I mean, like, had you not given me the clue that it's three words, I would have said real ale. But I'm going to change my answer to cat. Oh, it begins with C and ends in T. Oh, cricket. Oh, okay. That's not there. Yeah. That's not there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise how I'd made that sound then. Okay, well, Barry's a lot tamer than uh, for a second I thought he was going to turn out to me. That would be a hell of a LinkedIn profile. (laughs) 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 So we have had other... In fact, we've had an email from my father. (gasps) From Mr Ford. Mm -hmm. Usually text him, don't you? Yeah. The, the, uh, John Ford. John Ford. It says, topless darts. It says, hi, Matt and John. Definitely up for another night of semi-naked darts fun in Chippy. Yes. I've had a chat with my mate Wally, and he's up for it. Thought we might make it a combined pub crawl and darts challenge and all day. Great local ale too. Hook Norton Ales. Brilliant beer. Old Keep hockey. up the good yes. work, boys. 
All the best, John F. Brackets, Matt's dad. How relieved were you having seen these emails, subject line, topless darts, that he listens to the show, that he hadn't just gone rogue? <laughs> 40. It's time we had an evening of tits and darts. <laughs> subject, topless darts, <laughs> body email. It's on telly now. <laughs> Basically, the political will exist. If this was the Good Friday agreement of topless darts, we've had a major breakthrough here. This is like Trimble and John Hume. We've got, we've got all the pieces on the table. We need to make this happen. Got to get in the room together. Got to get in the room and hammer out this topless darts deal. So many and loose ends. I think... Got to find a broadcaster. Is it time to say that's all we've got time for this week? With a, with a reminder. I think it is. Send in those animal weapon locations. Send in end-of-season forfeits. Don't send in any hot tips this week. I know he's going to ask you to. Don't. I'm not going to open the app. I made a pledge. The app will remain closed until the end of the next game week, and we'll see what happens. Which is stupid. I don't know why you did it. Why did you do I'm it? I'm just trying to add a bit of spice to the podcast. It's the end of the season. The the, the league is already over. You cannot beat me. Um, so just showboating now. Just absolutely. Just having a bit of fun with it. Christ, it's, you know. Listeners, help me beat this prick. <laughs> Send me your hot tips to at Matt Ford, um, and get in touch uh, all those things. End of season forfeits, uh, hello at cpfpl.com, animal weapon location, uh, and you can tweet us at ComediansFPL on Facebook and Instagram. Leave us a review, share, subscribe, spread the word, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye!